that uh, kids are glued to their screens and now it's affecting their overall health. A new study found kids are spending a, an average of 7.7 hours, almost eight hours a day in front of screens. That's more than double since the beginning of the pandemic and that does not include schoolwork. Experts say the extra screen time is causing difficulties with social skills and overall mental health. It's also leading to physical problems like tired eyes, headaches, and even weight gain. They say every parent should set screen time limits and encourage device-free behavior. Nicole, I know you have older children. My boy's only 19 months old, and he lo I mean, if he sees yes. a cell phone or a TV, he just goes straight for it. Right, yeah. like moth to a Like a moth to a flame, she was about to say. Sorry, Nicole, all of the very oaths to cut you off. These kids spend eight hours of screen time uh, every day, and they're getting fat, uh, and they're tired. Okay. Those are the pros. What are the cons? Fucking eight hours. Give me a break. Why, back in my day, why, back in my day, we spent, uh, we spent uh, eight hours, uh, just, uh, we spent eight hours a day on the video games before we even left to get on the school bus. And we walked to school downhill both ways, unlike our parents who were up, uphill and grandparents who were uphill both ways. And we walked downhill both ways because, uh, you know, we're Gen X or Gen something. We're, we don't have – we actually don't. The, us 1980 kids, we don't have anything. We have no identity because like 81 is the millennials and, and beyond and like 79 and the late 70s, that's the – that's Gen X, and we're just uh, we're just a bunch of nobodies. We we got nothing going on, and we walked downhill both ways to school, and uh, and then we played eight hours of video games before we even got in the shower in the morning before school, or if you're like me, you skip the shower altogether every day and just went with the video games. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a. I like how this is just a. This is a startling uh, revelation for me. The kids are spending eight hours a day on screens, and that doesn't even count their schoolwork. Is it a bit much? Yeah, it probably is. That is an awful lot of time. I don't know how that's even – I kind of don't know how that's possible. If you're factoring in the schoolwork, if people are still doing remote school or they go home – and do their work on a computer. My kids do some of their work on a computer, some of their work on a on paper. Uh, I don't even know how that's a thing. You know, if even if your bus ride to school is an hour and that's like two hours of screen time and there's six hours of school, which you can't physically be looking at a screen all of the times, and then there's like, what, four or five hours? Okay, yeah, okay. I guess you can do that pretty easily. When you think about it, the kids are getting home at 3 in the afternoon, 4 in the afternoon, and they go to bed at 9. But still, even that, it's five hours. And it's not that every single second of that is spent on the screen. And the kids aren't allowed to have, be on their phones at school. I mean, my kid, my oldest has a cell phone. My middle schooler is has a cell phone. We got them a cell phone specifically for middle school. I think I've talked about that because of the day that I went to pick them up. And they were standing out in the grass, and I was waving, hey, over here, it's me. And then they didn't see me, even though they were looking right at me, and then they just kept walking to where their mother usually parks. And I had I had parked so close to the school, I found a great parking sp- It's a city school, so it's like city streets, so you there's no... 
It's not like the nice, cushy middle school, you know, a school parking lot with a big sprawling. The rest of the middle schools in town have that. This one happens to be, it used to be the high school long ago. It was built in the 30s, so it's just a big old school. And there's a parking lot. There's like the parking lot maybe combined uh, maybe 20 cars in total. So you got to find, you got to get creative. You got to find the the city space you had to find street parking anyway i found a great spot right there right across nobody was there i couldn't believe it oh it's a great spot and i get out of the car and i'm gonna get kid gonna come right out the door and or i'll see you the right there hey it's let's go I don't have to walk all the way to my my wife park, parks in the walgreens parking lot which is not that far it's just a you know and the kiddo likes the independence of like not having somebody, not having a parent right there to pick them up. They like to walk across the street and the crosswalks and stuff like that. Just, just like when we were in Boston or Manhattan and they're, you know, they were walking like a real city, real city slicker part of walking across the street, you know, dodging traffic and all that shit. Anyway, uh, I thought, oh, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll avoid all of this and I'll, I'll pick up the kid right when they come out of the door because I don't really have time to wait in the Walgreens parking lot. And, and then the kid saw me or didn't actually see me, was just looking, looking through me and <laughs> kept walking to the normal spot in the opposite direction. And the faster that I would run to try and catch up to them, the faster they would walk. And they weren't even walking that fast. I'm just that slow. And so by the time I caught up to my child, we were in the Walgreens parking lot where my wife usually parks to pick up the kid. And I said, hey, I'm parked on the other side of the school, back that way. And then I ended up, of course, the irony was that I wasted more time parking close to the school and having to chase down my child and then walk all the way back to the car and then sit in the traffic instead of if I had just parked in the... Anyway, uh, so we got them a phone, a cell phone, an iPhone 12 mini, which is a nice little phone. That's a perfect starter phone for a kid it's a it's not a crappy beat up old hand-me-down so they can say hey this is this isn't like you know dad's phone that he spent years uh, you know sitting on the toilet with it's a fresh new phone nobody's ever touched this it's mine and it's it was free uh thanks verizon for the free phone and then we got the the fifth grader got a phone too, just because like all right, yeah, you get a you can have a phone too. And uh, but the fifth grader is not allowed to take the phone to school; doesn't need it. The sixth grader doesn't really need it either. But if the sixth grader has to stay after school, do something, uh, you know, it's an easy text, an easy call to let us know, you know, pick me up a half hour later, that kind of thing. Easy to just have access. Uh, but they're not allowed to, I mean, they, they sneak a, they sneak a quick peek at the phone. I think during lunch, maybe they take a quick look at it. Um, and that's about, I mean, I have all the, I have all the apps installed to track the phone and monitor and I, you know, I'll get a notification that says they were on the phone during school hours and I'll look and it's like, they were on the phone for 20 seconds. Who cares? Uh, checking the texts and they can only get texts from the people that we allow. So anyway, uh, so I don't know. It's, it's kind of baffling how like eight hours, I mean, my kid came home from school and was on the computer for uh, until nine o'clock. And that was just doing, that was just homework. That was five hours. I don't know how, how the kids can do eight hours a day on the screen with school, but either way, that's just, that's, 
That's how it always has been. We spent that much time. It was just video games. The only difference is maybe like uh, if we have a cell phone and we're looking down at it, that's worse for your posture, worse for your neck. I'll tell you, if you want to go into what's probably going to be a pretty lucrative industry uh, in about uh, another 10 or 20 years, if not sooner, is, uh, yeah, going into like uh, uh, being a, like a spinal surgeon, some kind of thing like that. That's I think that's good. there's going to be a very high demand for a good spine guy. Uh, and probably probably chiropractic as well. Uh, no, no question about that. Definitely, uh, definitely. The there's 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 going to be no shortage of a demand for uh, no drop off in the demand for chiropractors. But uh, yeah, I would I would if I were if I were some young fifteen year old sixteen whatever in school trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life, I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to go be a uh, I'm going to I'm going to go be a surgeon, fix people's necks and spines. Because these fucking phones, the people who are maybe the baby boomer age who are used the phone pretty regularly and they're now retired so they have the whole day to stare at the phone. Yeah, in another, another five or ten years, they're really going to probably be in a, a world of hurt. Uh, and then the kids who are like my age, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's coming. It's just going to be a bunch of question mark looking motherfuckers standing in line outside of the spinal surgery center to get their neck fusion surgeries and their spinal surgeon surgeries. And uh, I guess that's the worst part. But listen, as somebody who spends eight hours a day actually looking at his phone and then video games and then an iPad and then a TV and a work computer, I, there's, very, there's very few times where I'm not looking at a screen. And I feel like shit all the time, but it's worth it because video games are great. TV is great. I love it. Phones are great. Twitter is great. Actually, no, Twitter is awful. Speaking of Twitter, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I, was to, I was talking about how like, yeah, I think people are going <laughs> to, I'm such a sap. I'm such a simpleton because I was talking about how, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago when Alec Baldwin shot that, uh, uh, I forgot her name. Sorry. And hopefully Alec Baldwin's uh, fake Spanish wife won't yell at me for forgetting her name. But, uh, you know, it's a horrible, horrible tragedy. You, know, you just feel so bad for the person who was shot. Uh, was it Hillary? I want to say it was like Hillary or something. I know his, I know Baldwin's wife's name is Ilaria. Uh, but I think that anyway, anyway, uh, horrible, horrible tragedy, and everybody's trying to figure out like what's going to happen, uh, what's going to happen, uh, you know, to him, who's response, who's ultimately responsible. Probably lots of people. Uh, now there's, I saw somewhere people are saying that somebody pl- did that on purpose, planted that in the gun. Uh, it's just crazy, crazy stuff. Horrible tragedy. At the end of the day, this person's dead. And these kids don't have a mom. Husband doesn't have a wife. There's, you know, she's a human being, and now she's not. <laughs> and she's gone, gone forever. That, that's fucking sucks. Um, and then I, th- and then the podcast. I was like, man, and Alec Baldwin, he has to live with that for the rest of his life. And no matter what you think of Alec Baldwin, and I've made it clear, I am no fan of Alec Baldwin the person. Alec Baldwin the actor, fantastic. 
uh, comedy on on occasion is fan, you know I love Thirty I loved him in Thirty Rock that's probably my favorite Beetlejuice and Thirty Rock probably and then Glenn Gary Glenn Ross uh, the brief period that he's in that is so great uh, and he's you know he's a funny guy he's like on screen when he's in a character he's a he's an entertaining guy to watch he's also a notorious prick again. The thing that you know, I never really had an opinion on him of him outside of of Hollywood, and then uh, what was it, ten, twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, whenever that was, two thousand five, two thousand six, I don't know. He, uh, you know, that that voicemail that he left to his daughter was so awful, was so awful that anyone would talk to anybody like that, let alone especially a parent talking to a child. You know, calling her a disgusting pig or whatever the hell he was the horrible things. And the way that he was saying it, it sounds it's the same as that fucking Mel Gibson, those tapes of Mel Gibson talking to his uh was it his wife or his girlfriend? And he's just like you can't you know, Mel I mean Mel Gibson is a special kind of piece of shit. Alec Baldwin is like I mean, to talk, to talk about that, you know, Alec Baldwin's never been, you're not going to see Alec Baldwin going on like racist rants or anti-Semitic rants, just, just plain old vanilla douchebaggery, you know, uh, calling his child a, a little pig, a disgusting pig. I just, I can't imagine, like, no matter how mad, we all get mad at our kids. We all, like, get furiously raging mad at our children and they get mad at us and at no point have i ever like has even a a bad word crossed my mind to call like it's just crazy and let alone that would be in the heat of the moment and it's never happened and not that we've had a lot of those but you get that you get you know we've had shouting matches the you know and and it gives especially my oldest in particular like we're very similar and we've we've had it out before but never anything uh, you know, I'm sure it's to come where sh- they will call me a piece of shit or something like that. A horrible person. But I would never say that. It doesn't even cross my mind. In, you know, in the heat of the moment, when you say things, you have the largest likelihood of saying things that you regret. This guy called and left a voicemail where you could have, you could have said, oh, I got her voicemail. You know what? I'm not going to, I'm just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to calm down, you know. Or at least just say, "Listen, call me back. I'm very, I'm very pissed at you. Call me back. Something like that. It's not really great, but instead he left a whole rant about you're a disgusting pig. You're a pig. Oh, it's only his daughter he's talking to. So that was when I was like, wow, what a horrible person. And then he's always getting into altercations and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, and he's you know he's an arrogant guy. There's no question about that. Uh, but anyway, but I still, you, you don't wish that on anybody to have to live with that. And then I'm like, and so I'm like, yeah, you know, Alec Baldwin, well, what must he be going through? I don't really care in comparison to what the family is going through of the victim of this horrible shooting accident, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's, that's where really my, my thoughts lie with, with her family because that's just, I can't even imagine, just the unbearable pain. Uh, but then I still, but I still say, you know, like, hey, Baldwin's got to, he's got to live with this stuff for, uh, f- forever. And that can't be easy, no matter what, no matter what kind of piece of shit you are. <sighs> but then, then I see the video. 
he's in Vermont with his wife, with Ilaria, the the fake Spaniard, Ilaria. And he's like, he's just, and I get it, he's not going to be in the best of spirits because he's just killed somebody. So I do understand that. Uh, Damn it. I'm trying to get, uh, I'm trying to pull up the video here. Uh, do, 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 no, stop, stop, oh, then you turn on the phone and it makes all the noises, yeah, 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 oh my gosh, where is it, okay, so then a couple, yeah, so then, then, uh, today, today is Tuesday, yes, it's election day, have you voted I've just come back from voting. I didn't get the day off for voting. The wife and kids get the day off. I don't get the day off. Uh, But I do kind of get the day off because I didn't have to get up and take the kids to school, which was another hour, hour and a half that I got to stay in bed. So that's, you know, it's the small victories. I was talking with my buddy Alex. It's the small, it's the small victories when you get to be this age, you move the goalposts and now the, uh, mixing metaphors here but the bar the bar is so low that what's that sound oh it's the sound of the clanging of the bar because on the ground because it's been set so low that when you then when you get one day and it's not actually a day off but you just don't have to get up and take your kids to school and go through all of that uh it's a it is in itself that in itself is a is a minor victory a minor day off we went and voted, and of course nobody's there because it's just—it's a local election. Who cares about the local election? That only directly impacts us as citizens of this community and our kids because it's board of education. Oh, no big deal. We don't need to show up for that. It was like, yeah, it's usually—I I think for these local elections, it's usually around twenty to thirty-five percent turnout. Yeah, good job, everybody. Way, way to get involved and get active. That's a crazy low. That's just insane. Anyway, um, so on Tuesday, yeah, on, on, or I guess this was yesterday, on Monday. Anyway, um, today's Tuesday. Yeah, today's Tuesday. Yeah, I just said it's election day. Today is Tuesday. I don't know if this came out this morning or yesterday, but I just saw it this morning before I went to vote. God damn it, my phone just... Hello, I'm talking into one phone, and I'm looking, anyway, this is Alec Baldwin, and, you know, you you think, like, yeah, the guy's got to be just a totally different person after something like that, like, how do you, how do you even face the public, how do you even move on after, well, because you and I would accidentally shoot somebody and kill them on a movie set, and potentially lose the will to live, because, Oh my God! I just I just murdered somebody, accident or not. Uh, I would have a very difficult time doing anything. After I, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even. I'd be afraid to even talk to the. I, I don't know what I, I don't want to think about it because I don't want it to happen. Um, and you think like that's just goes for no matter who it is, even if it's just the, you know the arrogant Alec Baldwin. He's got to be just be, beside himself. He's just got to be feeling just awful, awful, awful. And then you watch this video in Vermont uh, where he's kind of hiding out and they're trying to be away from the press and everything. And obviously the press knows where to find people and they're all camped out outside of wherever he's staying. So he decides, 
I'm sure against the better judgment of anyone, against the better judgment of his, his attorneys, most likely, uh, he decides to come out into the into the driveway or into the street and, and have a chat with them, and he's recording it on his phone, and Ilaria is recording on her phone, and uh, <laughs> and it's just, you watch it and you're like, hmm. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be super duper concerned. He seems to be every bit the the sociopath that he's always sort of seemed to be. Just sort of a lack of any kind of any kind of empathy, any kind of it's just look, everybody deals with things their own way. Uh this is not what I would sound like if I just shot somebody to death on a movie set. And came out to talk to the reporters. Uh, and just the way that he's talking to them. Goddamn phone. The way he's talking to them and the way that he that he addresses his wife when she dares to get too close to him. It, it's just... Yeah. She was my friend. Alec Baldwin on camera for the first time since the deadly movie set shooting in New Mexico. I'm not allowed to make any comments because it's an ongoing investigation. I've been ordered... By the sheriff's department in Santa Fe. I can't answer any questions about the investigation. I can't. In an impromptu interview. Um, that's not the video I want. Where is it? This is annoying. There was just the raw video. Anyway, well, let's... Beside his wife, Hilaria, telling photographers the Ross production will not continue, calling the tragic death of cinematographer... What Hulk happened to the video I was watching? In a trillion. There are incidental accidents... Uh, on film sets uh, from time to time, but nothing like this. This is a one in a trillion episode. It's a one in a trillion film. The actor-producer sharing his concern for Hutchins' family, saying he's talked repeatedly with her husband. He is in shock. He's a nine-year-old son. You know, we are you know, in constant contact with him because we're very worried about his family and his, his kids. Huh. And uh, as I said, we're, we're, we're eagerly awaiting the sheriff's department tell us what their investigation has yielded. The encounter at times... All right, all right, all right. Shut up. Oh, wait, oh, wait. And even awkward. Excuse me. Baldwin yeah. shooing his wife away at one point. He shoes his wife away. Ilaria is just recording him, and for whatever reason, she's... I guess she thinks she's a cinematographer because she's got the iPhone, and she's doing, like... She's doing some, like, some panning shots, and she's doing some... <laughs> some some like truck you know she's doing all that you know sweeping around and like what are they going to use this to put together in like a tribute video this is a tribute video that plays at the funeral excuse me excuse me there are accidents on movie sets all the time all the time this is the worst one but it's tons of bad shit happens all the time i like what i, I don't know i don't know what his thinking was but i never i, I, I don't know uh, but yeah, she gets too close to him, and he just he's he just looking. Excuse me, excuse me. I thought at first that it was like uh, somebody from the press that he was yelling at. I thought, okay, I guess that's kind of justified. And then you realize oh, it's his wife. Excuse me. And then. The famed Thirty Rock actor fired the death. Yeah, I mean, and she's in there talking. She's a piece of work too. I mean, she's obviously. Nobody. That's. I guess that's the one good thing. Just like, uh, just like John Gruden. John Gruden in the NFL being revealed to be a complete racist, homophobic piece of shit uh, was the best thing that could have happened to old Urban Meyer. Herb, 
He's still employed. He's still coaching the Jaguars. Last I checked, <laughs> he's still coaching the Jags. And, uh, <laughs> um, sorry. Just doing a quick thing here. Uh, Herb's still coaching the Jags because nobody cared about him grinding up with some, some broad at his, uh, his restaurant after, after Gruden was uh, a big racist douche. He got fired. Uh, I guess Ilaria, she's, I'm not saying that she's happy about this, but nobody's talking about her fake Spanish accent and the fact that she's, uh, what is she from, Brookline? She's somewhere in Boston, right? It's a Boston kid who, like, went to Spain once. <laughs> As a child, went to Spain a couple times with her parents. And so now now she talks like how you say like this. Yeah. What a weird bunch. And then they're, you know, you're 60 something years old and you're having kids. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh <laughs> boy, oh boy. Anyway. Uh yeah, but just the way even in something like that, just the way that he's the fact that she's out there talking, I, they clearly didn't discuss this ahead of time. I mean, they could have had a little powwow, maybe get the attorneys on a quick conference call. Hey, should I go out and talk to the press? No. Okay, I'm going to do it anyways. No. Yeah, but I'm going to. No. Yeah, but I'm going to bring my wife with me. Don't. Yeah, but she's going to be right by my side. Don't. Yeah, but it's okay because don't. Yeah, but I have a plan. No. And then I'm, I'm sure that's about how the how the conference call went, if there even was one with the attorneys. And But for, for them to not, I mean, I guess... I don't know. I guess uh I guess a guy who willingly leaves a voicemail talking and telling his daughter she's a fucking piece of trash uh when she was like what 12. <laughs> she was like a little kid. That, that that was the other thing by the way. I think it was Ireland he, telling her she's a piggy. Uh she wasn't not that there's any age where that's an okay thing to do, but it's not like she was uh you know 20 something years old and they had a falling out she was like 10 11 anyway um but to just not you know hey you know what uh ilaria why don't you just just stand back i'm gonna answer all the questions it's it's my you know it's on me i'm the one you know you have nothing to do with this just just hang back i'll answer i'll answer the questions to not just have that discussion, or maybe they did, and she still started answering questions for him. You know, excuse me, excuse me. It's like he's talking to some stranger who just like you know cut in front of him in line at the grocery store. Excuse me, excuse me. I was in this line. Excuse me. It's his wife. Uh, and then uh, oops, shit. That's not what I want. These goddamn Samsung phones. They're great phones, but they also suck. I've had this one for two years. I don't really use it for anything. Uh, Alec. Baldwin. A voicemail to daughter. Just for old times' sake. Hey, I want to tell you something, okay? And I want to leave a message for you right now. Because again, it's 10.30 here in New York on a Wednesday. And once again... I've made an ass of myself trying to get you a phone to call you at a specific time. When the time comes for me to make the phone call, 
I stop whatever I'm doing, and I go and I make that phone call at 11 o'clock in the morning in New York, and if you don't pick up the phone at 10 o'clock at night, and you don't even have that goddamn phone turned on, I want you to know something, okay? I'm tired of playing this game with you. I'm leaving this message with you to tell you, you have insulted me for the last time. You have insulted me. You don't have the brains or the decency as a human being. I don't give a damn that you're 12 years old or 11 years old or that you're a child or that your mother is a thoughtless pain in the ass who doesn't care about what you do as far as I'm concerned. You have humiliated me for the last time with this phone. And when I come out there next week, I'm going to fly out there for the day just to straighten you out on this issue. I'm going to let you know just how disappointed in you I am and how angry I am with you that you've done this to me again. You've made me feel like shit and you've made me feel like a fool over and over and over again. And this crap you pull on me with this goddamn phone situation that you would never dream of doing to your mother and you do it to me constantly and over and over again. I am going to get on a plane, and I'm going to come out there for the day, and I'm going to straighten your ass out when I see you. Do you understand me? I'm going to really make sure you get it. Then I'm going to get on a plane, I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to come home. So you better be ready Friday, the 20th, to meet with me. So I'm going to let you know just how I feel about what a rude little pig you really are. You are a rude, thoughtless little pig, okay? <laughs> to, re- to save this message, press five. Oh my god. Father of the year. I don't care if you're 12 or 11 or whatever the fuck you are. Either way, you're a child. You're not even a teenager. So you definitely deserve to be talked to this way. Even though your brain hasn't fully developed because you are literally a child. I'm the one who's going to act like a child, even though I'm, uh, what is he at the time, 50-something? And then it's like, okay, well, I guess, you know, he's always been an asshole, no question about that, to say the least. And uh, it's also, eh, whatever, you know. (laughs) Uh, And then you think, okay, but, but this is different. He shot a person, and they died. That will change anybody. Not so fast, my friend. That will change almost everybody. (laughs) You forget that there are some people who can kill people and not really be all that wound up about it. And I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying he's an actor. Not to be really dark about this, but if even if you didn't feel anything, if you just accidentally killed somebody on a movie set... You could act. You could go in front of people and at least act remorseful. He doesn't even sound. This happens all the time. This stuff happens all the time in movie sets. This is the worst, but it happens all the time. All the time. So it's just, you know, don't 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 yell at me. And I'm not saying the dude is like, uh, you know, it's not. Is it his fault? I mean, yeah, to the extent that he's the guy holding the gun and pulled the trigger. Is it entirely his fault? No, because obviously something happened. He, if somebody said, "Hey, Alec, there's a that's a loaded gun, live live ammo." Oh, well, I better not aim it right at the 
camera and pull the trigger because it could hurt or potentially kill somebody or both. Uh, so I don't believe that, you know, he's not just going around. Alec Baldwin, like some of those headlines, Alec Baldwin shoots and kills people on set. No, he, well, yeah, but uh, there's a little more to the story than that. But the guy's standing there and it's like, I've talked to the family. I talked to the husband. He's sad. He's very sad. Kid, kid doesn't know what to do. He's sad. I mean, his mother was just shot by me. How would you feel if your mom was just shot by me? You'd be sad. And it's like, dude, I, I don't, I don't like to give benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt to a lot of people. I generally, you know, I, I try to think of the worst of people. And here I am. I wouldn't say I'm defending Alec Baldwin, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, you know, fucking. So I, I don't like the joking about it because somebody did actually die. So, so that's one thing. To make making jokes, it's like, oh god, you know, this asshole. I forgot who it was. Like, oh, I wish Trump you should let Trump back on Twitter so we could hear what he has to say about Alec Baldwin. Yeah, no, uh, no, thanks. That's enough. Don't want you know two. Uh, Two, two sides of the same coin, basically, with those two. You know, Father of the Year award. Uh, Baldwin's getting it just as uh, just as soon as Trump's getting his. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so I don't think, I, I don't find the jokes to be funny or anything like that. Um, but Jesus, you think, like, the guy's going to feel some remorse or even if, at least at least present that to the public. You would think, if nothing else, not to be slimy, but like if I shot somebody accidentally and didn't feel anything about it, I would go stand in front of the camera and at least pretend to feel something about it. The difference is I would actually feel horribly about it and I might not be able to stand in front of a camera because they probably start throwing up at the thought of what I had just done, accident or no. Um. But then to see him stand there in front of the house in Vermont and he's, you know, shooing his wife away. Excuse me. Excuse me, you pig. <laughs> Excuse me, you disgusting, disrespectful pig. I'll straighten you out. I'll bet he straightened her out afterwards. And then, uh, and then she's like, Excuse me. I, do me a favor. Do me a favor. I, I'll answer the questions. Like, Dude, you took all that time. Like, if you're going to come out and talk to the press, like, have a fucking game plan. You're not exactly everyone's favorite person to begin with. This ain't helping. Shooting and killing somebody doesn't help either. Coming out and being a total, being every bit of the douchebag that we've known for the last 20 years really doesn't help. Yeah, and then... uh you know, and then she's still, and then, and then she's still, and she's kind of an idiot too. Oh, obviously she's an idiot. She's pretending to be Spanish for all these years. Uh, how you say, maybe that was it. Maybe she, maybe something was lost in translation when he told her like, listen, I'll go out there. I'm going to answer the questions. I'll talk to the press. You just hang back. You film it. You take your phone out, record everything, make sure you got everything and just, you know, stay silent. Uh, you don't have to answer. This is all on me. I'm going to do all. Maybe she didn't get all of that, you know. Uh, yes, Alec. I can't, I can't do a fake. Yes, he told me. How you say, answer the question? 
You say to how you say answer the question? Uh Hillary, I'm sorry, Ilaria. Maybe maybe cut the fucking act. Like anyway. Um it seemed like she didn't have much of an accent when she was answering those reporters, by the way. Then because somebody asked, like, why Vermont? Oh, what a great question. What a great question. Oh, man, your journalism teachers must be really proud, all those professors. Uh, Alec, why Vermont? Well, where do you want him to go? Where is he supposed to go? Is there a place that he was supposed to go? He's in Vermont. Why do you think Vermont? Oh, Alec, why not Times Square? Why, why did you... Why would you want privacy in one of the least populated states? Uh, why, why, not, why not Midtown Manhattan on a busy work day during rush hour? Why not that? Why not the M&M store? Why not Ruby Tuesdays in Times Square? Why, why, not, why not the Great Wall of China? Alec, why, why Vermont and not, say, the Eiffel Tower? You, you decided not to go sleep in front of Disney's Epcot Center. Instead, you chose a remote location in Vermont. Why is that, Alec? And he's, you know, his response is like, that's none of your business. But Hilaria comes out and she's like, she starts to give an actual answer. It's because we, and then Baldwin, it's none of your business. It's none of your business. That's why. How you say. How you say none of your business. With no accent. She's just like, yeah, fuck this. And then, the jig is up. You got me. I'm not Spanish at all. I'm from a, from the Boston. Oh, my gosh. But I'm surprised because I had... Okay, I think I found... I don't want the fucking talking head. Uh, earlier today, Alec Baldwin snaps it. I don't want the fucking narrative. I just want... I don't need the voiceover. I'm not allowed to make any comments. I think this is it. Because it's an ongoing investigation. I've been ordered by the sheriff's department in Santa Fe. I can't answer any questions about the investigation. I can't. Okay. It's an active investigation in terms of a woman dying. She was my friend. She was my friend. The day I arrived in Santa Fe to start shooting, I took her to dinner with Joel, the director. We were a very... Aren't these weird... It's not just weird things to say, but it's a weird way to say them. She, she was my friend. We went to... The day that I got, the day that I got there, we went to, we went to dinner. How could I murder somebody I went to dinner with? Like, I, I would be saying probably the same things, I guess. I, I probably wouldn't be saying them at all. I'd stay in my house. But I would just be like, listen, like there's a way to, there's just a way that humans talk to each other. And he's never really had that way. He can play it pretty well in movies. But when he's like talking as a human, it's it's just so different. Even even when he goes on Howard Stern, it's it's very it's just like God, you, you think like boy, you're from Howard Stern. He's like friends with this guy. Why? Um. But you know, if I'm there, I, I'm Alec Baldwin, and I've just shot somebody and killed them on a movie set, and I feel like total shit. And even if my lawyers say, listen, you should go out and just take five and just talk to the press. Don't talk about this. You can't talk about the investigation. Here's some do's and don'ts. We'll do a little quick, uh, you know, just just be be natural and just tell them how you feel. But don't, you know, don't talk about the case, the investigation. Legally, you can't. Okay. So go out there and be like, 
I don't know what to say. This is a, a friend of mine. We had just days before. We, I, I, I got there. We're eating dinner. We're having drinks. We're laughing. This is, this is somebody who I care deeply about. And for me to be the one, like, she's dead now. I feel terrible, but who cares how I feel? I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be feeling terrible about, about this forever. I'm gonna. I'm carrying this grief. This is. This is something that's on. This is on me forever. How do you think the? How do you think the husband feels? How do you think her family feels? This is just tragic. It's just tragic. And maybe he can't even say that because then maybe you know to even say like this is on me. That could be used. That's the thing. You know. You had like. Obviously, I wasn't coached by my legal counsel, and, and also I didn't shoot somebody, but I don't think you could even say that, which is why I wouldn't go out and say anything. But to just the tone, I don't know, man. Very, excuse me. <laughs> we were a very, very, you know, well-oiled and Hilaria. shooting a film together, and then this horrible event happened. Now, I've been told multiple times, don't make any comments about the ongoing investigation, and I can't. I can't. I can't. That's right. it. And you met. With, what other? Sorry. What are the questions that you have other than that? You met with the. Uh, the, the, the um, I'm afraid I forget her name at the moment. But you met with her family. Her name is Helena. If you're spending this much time waiting for us, you should you know, know her, her name. name. Her name is Helena. Helena Hutchins. I met with her husband Matthew and her son. Yeah, that's right. And uh, how did that meet That's like a classic. Oh, to turn it around. Oh, you monsters! You don't know her name. You vile creatures. You horrible pigs. How dare you not know the name of the woman I shot and killed? You're awful. The press is awful. The media is awful. If you're going to come out here and ask me questions about the woman that I... I'm not even going to... Yeah. About the woman that I shot to death, you should at least have enough decency and respect to say her name. By the way, they just said her name two seconds ago, and I've forgotten her name. And it's not because I'm disrespectful. I just, when I meet people, I don't remember their names. I try to, and I usually don't. If somebody named Kevin introduces himself, I'm sitting there the rest of the time going, Kyle? Keith? Kevin? It's either Kevin, Kyle, or Keith. And then I usually have to ask again. It's just the way, you know. Forget it. If somebody named like Christy or Christine or Chrissy or Christina, just just done. Uh, anyway, um, I they just said her name. Anyway, uh, I wouldn't know how to characterize that. They're, 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 they're you, mortified. You guys, they're you guys, you know what? No details. Do, do me a favor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer the question. <laughs> Not a great look for either of them. As she jumps out there and she, no details. No, how you say details? Uh, excuse me, excuse me, you bitch. I'll answer the questions. You pig. So now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I don't know He doesn't seem to be terribly remorseful About killing somebody uh, So I'm sure he's not too remorseful About this disaster This total shit show Of, a, of a, uh, an interview Or whatever you want to call it 
a public appearance, public comment. Uh, so let's uh, recap. We're only halfway through this video, and he is both – he's said, excuse me, to his wife, told her to just basically shut the fuck up, get out of here. Rightfully so. I mean, it is like they should have planned this out where she doesn't say anything. Uh, why should she? Why would she? And then he he and she have both shamed the reporters for not knowing the name as though that's the, the real crime. Sure, I shot a woman in the face and she died as a result. But the real crime is you guys couldn't remember her name. That's who's the real murderer here. I think it's you, the press, for murdering her name, even though I murdered the actual person. He was probably very upset. The, 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 the guy is overwhelmed with grief. This is something that, that you know, there are incidental accidents uh, uh, on film sets uh, from time to time, but nothing like this. This is a one in a trillion episode. It's a one in a trillion event. And so the, he is in shock. He has a nine-year-old son. You know, we are, you know, in constant contact with him because we're very worried about his family and his, his kid. And uh, as I said, we're, we're, we're eagerly awaiting for the sheriff's department to tell us what their investigation has yielded. What else do you have? Would you ever work on another film set that involves uh, firearms of that nature? I couldn't answer that question. I, I, I really don't have any. I have no sense of that at all. I do know that a non... Well, you can't see it, but his wife is still standing there. Even though he's shooed her away three times now, she's standing, she's shaking her head and mouthing, no, no. Which is very good. Like, they're talking very fast. And for someone to, who has to go out of her way to say, uh, how you say cucumbers, um, the fact that she's picking up all these words for a, a non native, uh, you know, English as a second language individual who's from Boston uh, is very impressive effort to limit the use of firearms in on film sets is something i'm extremely interested in you know, where you but remember something that i think is important and that is how many bu bullets have been fired in films and tv shows in the last 75 years this is america none how many bullets have gone off in movies and on tv sets? my guess would have been none how many billions in the last 75 years i think it's insane i talked about this already how is the answer anything but zero what the fuck? Okay, maybe like in the 1950s when everybody was stupid and we didn't have regulations for anything and there were like kids just like, you know, rode on the roofs of cars with no seatbelt. Like, okay, I could see it happening then. Back in the old days when they're making tons of westerns, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, you got some real rifles and some real stuff goes off. I, I could see that. Billions, he said. He's just so like matter-of-factly like, how many, how many bullets have gone off? Billions. This one just happened to have a person's face in front of it and me behind the trigger. You're saying, like, that's, that's quite a thing to say for him to be so certain of that. It's like, what the fuck is happening out there? I don't like to be on that, like, oh, Hollywood, those Hollywood types. But then you find out that this is just, like, normal business as usual. This is, like, BAU stuff. That there's just bullets going off on these sets. There's been there's so many times where I watch movies. I'm like, God damn, those guns look so real. It's so realistic. It's so like it's I I, I sit there like a fucking like a rube, and I sit there. And I'm like, 
wow, it's incredible how realistic they make these guns and the bullets and everything's, you know, the explosions and stuff coming out of it. It's like, wow, it's, you could really tell me that's a real gun and I'd believe it. Because it is, jackass. I'm such a sap simpleton moron that I'm sitting here thinking that they're using toys. And this guy's like, billions, billions of bullets have been fired. What? And nearly all of it without incident. <laughs> so what has to Except for one. We have to realize that when it does go wrong, and it's this horrible, catastrophic thing, some new measures have to take place. Rubber guns, plastic guns, no live, no real ominous incident. That's not for me to decide. It's urgent. It's urgent that you understand I'm not an expert in this field. So whatever other people decide is the best way to go hmm. in terms of protecting people's safety on film sets, I'm all in favor of, and I will cooperate that, with that in any way that I can. Do you have any further projects in the works at the moment, or is everything on No, no, that, that's right irrelevant now? to what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Any other projects? No, I doubt it, necessarily. Right, well. Was there anything else? Why Vermont? Oh, it's a because that's we a just that's a person. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Anything else? So just do me a favor, you know, my my kids are in the car crying. Because you guys are following. Well, no, I want to do. As a courtesy to you, I came to talk to you. I'm not allowed to comment on the investigation. I talk to the cops every day. All right, that's the end of that. That's the rest of the video. Uh your kids. Why are your kids in the car? Why are? Why is that? Why, why are your kids in the car? Why is any of this? I think he just likes to torture children. When he's not shooting people, he's torturing his own kids. Yeah, he doesn't like to torture. He specifically he doesn't like to just torture children. He likes to torture his own kids. I think verbal abuse and threats. Uh, I'm gonna come and straighten you out. Oh my god! And this is the Alec Baldwin that Alec Baldwin thinks is acceptable. The public. This is the public facing Alec Baldwin. This is the acceptable face of Alec Baldwin. This is this is coached up, or so we, we we would assume coached up. He's not an idiot. He's a lot of things. Alec Baldwin's not a dumb guy. So to go out there, you'd think that he's been pretty well coached up by his counsel, by his people. And this is what we get. This is the best. This is the best Alec Baldwin that we get in public. <laughs> Honestly. It, he would have been better if he dressed up as Trump and came out and did, I'm not taking any questions right now at this time, and did a couple, uh, you know, a couple of jokes, a couple of one-liners. It would be less disastrous than this thing. I don't know, man. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's quite, It's quite the thing. And uh, I think it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a it's a horrible tragic thing, and yeah, you wanna you wanna say that the guy who did it at the end of the day, Alec Baldwin shot and killed somebody. That is a fact. It's not the only fact. It shouldn't be the only words in the headline, but it is a fact. He shot and killed somebody accidentally. Yes, a horrible mistake. Yes, on a movie set. Yes, uh, that's all. But it is, it is in fact true that he did shoot and kill somebody. And you think, I guess I just, I see myself, you know, that's what we do. We put ourselves in the, uh, in the, in the situation when something happens and you think, oh my gosh, what would I do? You know, when, when there's some like hero, when there's some hero on the train who, uh, you know, who saves somebody and you say, oh, what, 
you know, what would I have done? What would I have done? And, uh, you know, I, I, me, I know what I would have done. I would run in the opposite direction to save myself. But, you know, you think, what would you do in any of these horrible situations, good or bad, I guess? And I think, yeah, well, if I was Alec Baldwin, you project. And I project myself onto that situation. I think I would just feel like the biggest piece of shit on the planet. I wouldn't want to talk to anyone. All I would be doing is just trying to do anything I could to console the family of the victim and try to make it right, even though you can't make it right because you can't bring this woman back. And uh, and that's all I'd be doing. And then to just, uh, the last thing on my mind would be like, I'm going to go out and just talk to the press. I'd be like, yeah, the press is out there. I get it. Uh, you know, this is, this is quite a story. Um, and maybe... Uh, you know, I'd want to be with my kids. I want to have them with me. But I like, you know, maybe there's some kind of way to I, I, you put them in the car. My kids are in the car crying. Well, why are your kids in the car right now? Why aren't your kid? Hey, why are your kids in school? And maybe it was if the video. I mean, the video came out today. So maybe the, if it's election. Well, no, the kids are young. Either way. I guess maybe they they wouldn't be in school because it's election day. There's a day off, but they're too young. Either way, why aren't they with somebody in the house? Why didn't you? Why are they, Why did you bring them in the car? And then they have to be there where like, and you have to think about that car ride back to the house or whatever wherever they're going back up the drive. I'm sure it's a. I'm sure the driveway is ten miles long to get back to the house, and I'm sure house is you know I'm using that you know in the academic sense, palatial estate. I'm sure. What a car ride that's going to be. Baldwin gets back in the car with his kids and his wife and just starts, I'm sure he let her, I'm sure he gave Ilaria a piece of his mind as soon as they drove back up to the house and the kids got to be there. What are they? Three, five? I, they're, I don't even know. I don't know anything about his kids, but, oh, they get to be there for that. Isn't that going to be fun to ride back in the car ride with Alec Baldwin screaming and yelling at Ilaria? You stupid pig. I told you to get the fuck out of the way. You fucking bitch. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you try to... You try to come to... I wouldn't say come to the defense of a guy, but you try to put put yourself in his shoes and say, look, the dude, you know, ease up. Let's not with the fucking... I know a lot of people hate him, and I'm, you know... Not, I'm, I guess I'm kind of one of those people. I, ever since that daughter voicemail was released, I've thought, like, yeah, he's a big piece of shit. But I also thought, man, the guy just killed somebody. Let's fucking go easy on him. And then you see him talking about it. It's like, yeah, he just, that's like just a stone cold. <laughs> he's a fucking stone cold killer. He really is, literally. Uh, not literally. He's not made out of stone, but, you know, he's literally a killer. And just doesn't seem to, I don't know. He's very interested in protecting his image. I think he's very interested in uh, having this not be the last film work that he ever does. Which, quite frankly, it should be. You know, if we're going to... If we're going to go down that road of people who should and shouldn't be allowed to uh, to work. You know, this this asshole who just fucking went 140 miles an hour... And killed a girl uh, in her Rav Four and her dog when he's just speeding around Las Vegas in a fucking sports uh, Corvette, and they booted him off the team. Of course, he's done. He should be done. 
he's probably going to go to jail, so it's not like he's going to be playing football anyways. But anyway, that's the kind of shit, like, you know, I have no real, well, give him a second chance. No. If you're going to be that irresponsible, you know who, you know who's gone 150 miles an hour down a city street and, and basically had a speeding fireball that went into somebody else's car? Like, pretty much nobody. You have to be a special kind of idiot to do something like that, especially like Uber exists. Anyways, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the football guy. Uh, but man, um, yeah, I, I'm 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 very much okay if Alec Baldwin's career is over. Who's gonna like? Are you ever going to look at Alec? Ba- like he has to know that's that has to be the thing that's got to be at the top of his mind, especially the ego as big as his is, and as as sociopathic as we've seen him in public. Again, that's the public persona that we get. Can you imagine the behind closed doors persona? Oh boy, that's really got to be something I would imagine, and. I just, you got to think like it's it's over because who's ever going to like watch a movie you know you see a commercial come out you see a preview come out for something and it's like starring Alec Baldwin and people are going to be like oh my god Alec Baldwin that dude who shot that lady and killed her like he's never going to be on Saturday Night Live you think Alec Baldwin's ever going to show up on Saturday Night Live you think even in like two years from now he's going to show up doing Donald Trump? Nope, not a chance. <laughs> at least I fucking hope not. I mean, at that point you might as well bring out OJ, make another, uh, make another uh, Naked Gun movie. <laughs> I know it's it's different. It is different. It is different. But you can't. I mean, what's uh, OJ rightfully so? Oh, that's the thing we. I guess we did. We don't have the actual proof that OJ killed his wife, even though he did. We have actual proof that Alec Baldwin killed this woman. It's witnesses, I'm sure. I mean, he, he shot right at the camera. I'm sure there's some footage of it happening, which I hate to even. I mean, Jesus. But uh, yeah, he's he's toast. I would think he's got to be quite done. Any anything, whatever he's finished shooting, that's it. If he's got things that haven't been released, I mean, those will be released, I guess, and that's it. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, you got to think his career is over. I don't know. I don't know that he should be going to jail or anything like that. But his career, but his career is over, and he has to have a pretty good. Again, he's not a stupid person. He has to have a pretty solid understanding of that fact, and that's why he's trying to go out there and save face. And that's why you hear him say these little things like it happens all the time. Billions of bullets have been fired on a movie set trillions trillion it's a one in a trillion of the billion i mean you again you want to talk about like donald trump there's they're really they're so similar it's probably why baldwin's able to pull off such a good uh trump impersonation because he he knows it all too well terrible father check uh humongous overinflated ego check Total asshole to seemingly anyone who gets in his way. Check. <laughs> uh, uses, uh, exaggerates things and says things like trillions and billions. Check. There are billions, billions and billions. I I make billions and billions of dollars. There are billions of bullets. 
trillions. It's a one in a trillions of times, billions of bullets, one in a trillion. Like they sound almost like the same person a lot of times. If you took, if you just took text and you said, who said this, Donald Trump or Alec Baldwin, you might have in some cases, uh, certainly about this rust shooting thing, you might have a hard time figuring out who said what with all their trillions and billions. And excuse me, how many times have you seen like Trump's talking to the press and he's a total piece of shit and he's talking to some, you know, there's some reporter, usually a female, usually a woman of color, one or the other or both. Excuse me. Excuse me. You're very nasty. You're very nasty. I don't like that question. You're a very nasty person. And then uh, Alec Baldwin, you're a pig. Excuse me. Get out of my way. You're a pig. Oh, my gosh. So, but but that's the stuff he's talking about. He's like, you know, you talk about no, not saying names, and maybe he wants to protect the privacy of the husband, but he's like, the guy feels like shit. I killed his wife. Why do you think he feels? And the kid, he's just, the guy and the kid is how he refers to them. I mean, like, what the fuck, dude? The guy and the kid. Uh... <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so a couple of things about the family, but he's really, it's all about himself. I, as soon as I was, she was my friend. We were friends. I flew out to Santa Fe. As soon as I got there, we went to dinner. I had, I had dinner with her. I'm friends with her. I'm friends with her family. I feel horrible. I don't even, I don't even think he said that. He didn't say anything about it. I feel like that's the one thing he's talking about himself. This happens all the time. You know, basically, the, the subtext is, this could have been anyone. It just happened to be me. And I should definitely do more movies again because it's not my fault. And I certainly shouldn't be punished for it. And he did it in the most dickish way possible that even people like me who were, like, pretty, uh, pretty uh, empathetic towards him are saying, like, oh, man, what a fucking scumbag. I forgot how big of a scumbag you are. Uh, yeah, but he's, you know, he's trying to save face. He's, he wants to work. He doesn't want to go to jail and he wants to work. That's all. And it seems like, I don't know about the jail thing. Um, I highly doubt that that's going to happen. I don't know that that's something that should happen. Probably not. But the, <laughs> somebody, I mean, somebody's, uh, somebody's in trouble and uh, I don't know. Uh, but, but the movie career thing and the TV career thing, that's very much, you know, who's gonna, who's gonna want to watch this guy do anything and that's all they're going to think. I mean, people, I didn't really want to watch too much of him after he called his kid a pig and, you know, he was, he did, he did a good Trump on Saturday Night Live. Uh, he was great on 30 Rock, but that's about it. Anyway. I guess that was 2007 when he called his kid a pig. And then he just, we didn't care that much. (laughs) Uh, I hope we care more about a person getting shot. But anyway, um, yeah, seems, seems like it's come to an end for him. And that's, that's really to me. I mean, why else, why else would you, why would you show your face in public other than to basically say, it was an accident. Don't yell at me and don't take away my movie career. Because the one who looks even more, I mean, is he looks more, he looks more worried than sad. That's the thing. 
that's the troubling thing. He looks more more worried. Uh, it's more of a fear than a sadness. And the one who really looks afraid is Ilaria, as she's you know she's deer in a headlights. They both look like deer in a headlights. So maybe it's good that they're in Vermont because that probably happens a lot. So they blend in in that regard. Uh, in those those backwoods, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's a there's more of a fear than a sadness in both of their eyes, which is troubling, not hugely shocking, and uh, probably not too far off. I don't know them. Maybe I'm a hundred percent wrong. Maybe everything I've said is totally wrong. Maybe he's still in such a state of shock that he doesn't know how to behave. Uh. That could be true. I don't think it is. I think he's he's really looking at this the bigger situation, and the wife is looking at the looking at the old meal ticket. Let's just say, and it's not looking good from here on out. I'm sure he's just fine. If he never worked again a day in his life, I'm sure he's a okay. But there's there's a level of fear. Don't don't take me out of the movies and don't put me in jail because guess what? This happens billions and billions and billions of times. Trillions and trillions and trillions of times. Trillions and billions. One in a trillion. Billions and billions. That should be, you know, he should just come out with a, he should put an article in the New York Times that's called One in a Trillion, Billions and Billions. And just list all the times that guns were fired off for realsies on a movie set. Uh, anyway, all I know is it fucking sucks. I feel horrible for that woman's family. That's terrible. And, uh, it really, I I can't imagine what the husband, what the family has to think seeing this jackass Baldwin and his wife going out there on TV. What are they thinking? They have to be just watching this and saying, oh my God. There's no way, there's no way that the husband, no matter what he says, if Alec Baldwin really is talking to him all the time, he's on the phone with him, he's whatever he's doing, that the husband's not just sitting there thinking, I want to crush your face with my bare hands and have your children watch me while I do it. <laughs> he has to be thinking horrible, horrible thoughts. And then seeing him going out on the TV in Vermont and, you know, yelling at it. Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, and then hear reporters asking, like, "What are your What are your next projects? Hey, what are the what, what What's coming up in the pipeline? It's, uh, Beetlejuice. You gonna be in that Beetlejuice too? You're gonna do. Uh, they're doing another Beetlejuice. You gonna be in that? We're excited. We're excited for your uh, your next projects, Mister Baldwin. It just at the end of the day, you just you just sort of hate everybody. You really do, and that's I, I think. There's a subconscious thing where I think about like, yeah, I probably, I think I know myself well enough. And maybe there's something that I, you know, when I think like, oh, what could have been if I had, if I had done things differently and followed through on my, my aspirations of, of movies and television and things like that. But I also know like, I don't have a stomach for that, for the way people treat each other horribly and there's there's some industries that are known for horrible treatment of people and the the the, the whole hollywood thing is uh it's right at the top of that list <laughs> so i think uh i think chimney sweep 
has a has a better a better treatment of their their workers. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's I always feel like yeah, I don't. I want to make cool stuff. I'd like to. I'd like it if I made videos and things. But I also like it if nobody ever knew who I was and I didn't have to work with anybody ever. So <laughs> that's that's probably why I ended up going in a different direction than the old Hollywood thing. Anyway, <sighs> that's all. That's an hour. Another hour. Jeez, Louise. All right, I gotta go. That's it. Talk to you later.